everybody. Welcome to episode 119 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether. You can call me Fish. With me as always, he's my favorite sack of shit, Connor McDuff. Hello, everybody. How are you, Fish? I'm good. I'm good. How That's are you? That's good. That's good. That's good. I'm bloody... I've got an erection. That... <laughs> that's something people yeah. want to know that's that's how good i'm feeling got a bit of an erection i'm sitting down at my computer it's 3 p.m on a lovely tuesday afternoon the sun's out it's a good day we have a special guest with us though the lovely tracy b hello everybody i'm back again we're back. You're taking on the hordes of zombie movies that are the Resident Evil series with us. Thank you for being here, Trace. How? Oh, that's all right. I'm happy to be here. That's good. Well, we've both we've all sat down. We've all watched Resident Evil Apocalypse, the second in this film franchise, which will eventually get to number six, which we're leading <laughs> up to at the end of January. Um, but today we're going to talk about Apocalypse. Now, I... This was a pretty big movie for me as a teenager. I was in grade 12 when this came out. And I was, you know, just starting sort of filmmaking. I said with like the last one, I used a lot of the the last movie's soundtrack in a lot of my movies. I I made a movie called Resident Dead. Oh, what? Classic. <laughs> uh, it was a zombie movie, I, if that didn't give it away. Um, but all Resident Evil soundtrack, and we stole a lot of things, like ideas from the, the Resident Evil, like the first movie, like the guy, you know, in that first scene where the zombies come out and the guy's like dragging the axe and his ankle's all messed up. We, yeah. we kind of did something like that. It was it was really fun. But this this time around, like I was so keen for this movie i went nuts i this is probably one of the only movies that i've actually like been watching its development on the internet or like the the very like what the internet was back then and i was so keen i went into reading cinemas down down the road my local cinema and i already pre-purchased the standee I wanted it so bad. I hadn't even <laughs> seen the film. And then a big thing that this movie did was like a day or two before the film was released, they did like a big props auction. Oh, wow. And I, you know I went on that shit and bought a prop. So I am the proud owner of a security camera that blinks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty cool prop, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. It's in a, in a cabinet back in my house in Townsville. It does blink. It's in the film. You can... It's one of the many security cameras that that guy's watching our characters with. Uh, oh, yes. I also tried to, to bid for a bloody rag, which was one the journalist characters... <laughs> Oh, um, I don't nice. know where in the film that it, it came up. It could be anywhere, but like it, it um, yeah, that one went for quite a bit of money from, from memory. So I didn't get that one, but I do have my security camera. So I've got a certificate that says it's a prop and blah, blah, blah. It's the only like official prop from a movie I think I own. Yeah. So I was pretty excited for it. And when it came out, I absolutely fucking loved it. I thought this was such a great film. I was at the peak of my Resident Evil fandom. I was playing all the games. I was, I was, you know, I'd watched the movie over and over <laughs> And then this one referenced the games a lot more, which is something we'll talk about as we go along. That's my sort of history with this movie. Like, where did you, like you hadn't seen it, Connor? I'm I'm sure, but Tracy, I where don't did know you? Shit. Had you seen this one? I hadn't. No, I haven't. I actually have only seen the first one, if you can believe that. Ooh. Yeah. So I came into this completely blind. I had no idea what this movie was like, what it was really about. <laughs> okay, Sorry. that's good. That's good. Yeah. We've got two noobs and I'm the fan. Well, each time one of these movies comes out, it's it's really I was at like a different point in my life. Like I said, the first one came out when I was like a little like oh, what it was 2002, so I was grade 10. I was just starting to get into horror. I liked I liked all this. It was like a bit of a, you know, a transition there. This one I was actually making films. I was excited about movies. I was getting up all all up in the fandom of it. So, I'll talk about each movie as as we come along and where where the big point in my life that it was because they all I've, I was thinking about the other day. They all have been at a a different point. But for now, Connor, can you tell us the plot of Resident Evil Apocalypse? Let me run you through the bloody, bloody movie that we just saw. So the outbreaks happen. It's it's just after the 
the last one. The outbreaks hit Raccoon City. It was not contained within the hive, as we're all aware. It comes out. Alice wakes up. Fuck's going on. Raccoon City's been sectioned off by Umbrella Corp. They're not letting anyone out. They're going to nuke the city in the morning. And now it's up to everyone in there to kind of sort it out themselves. We've got a little ragtag group of colourful characters. You've got Jill Valentine, which is cool, from the, from the video game fame. Uh, we've got um, her token black friend. And we've got the reporter. I forget her name. It's redundant. And then we've got... <laughs> Umbrella Corp soldiers who rock up and they're stuck in it as well. There's another guy in it, I forget his name, and he's just some, he's, he's the comic relief. Anyway, they're all trying yeah. to figure out what's going on, trying to sort it out and trying to get out of there. Next minute, they get a phone call. Alice meets them. Alice is like, hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm, a, good, I'm a good guy. Get a phone call from a dude and the dude's like, hey man, like my daughter's stuck in there. You, um, you find my daughter and I'll let you guys out. And they're like, well, I mean, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Bunch of people die. Ends up being Alice. They find the girl. Turns out that um, the girl's father, the guy, he was the one that c created the T-virus and he tried to create it to cure his daughter's cerebral... Oh, was it cerebral palsy that cerebral she has? Cerebral palsy, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is anyway. It works, but obviously Umbrella Corp, you know, it all, it all, we all know what happened there because there's zombies around now. <laughs> anyway, she's got the, they've got the antidote and they're like, well, we'll, we'll get out of here. Oh, by the way, Max from the first one, the cop dude who can't act from the first one, gets turned into a giant monster in this one. He's going around doing whatever he's told. They, they get onto Umbrella Corp and they get in a helicopter. There's a big showdown. They win. Alice is alive. Jill Valentine's alive. One of the Umbrella Corp guys is alive. The little girl's alive. And the comic relief guy's alive as well. And they all fly away. Then there's an explosion. The city gets nuked. There's an explosion. Alice wakes up and she's in, in Umbrella Corp again for the third time. And she's not too happy about it, to be honest. She's mm. not too pleased. She no. starts smacking people up. She gets tased and throws the taser prongs at another human being, which, I mean, I don't want to get into that. But, um, you know, it's, it's great. At the very <laughs> end of the film, we see that she's, like, infected with some magical powers or something, and she's making a guy bleed from the face, just some security guard. And then as they're going to leave the gate, the security guard gets a phone call from the scientist who's made her evil and is like, let them out, activate, uh, program, franchise the this even more. And so that program gets activated and then a third film gets created. And that's, and that's the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, the big issue that... I had with the first movie and that we brought up a lot in our last podcast was it's, you know, the, the parallels to the video games. Now, this time around, we actually get a little yes. bit of something. Jill Valentine. Yeah. I'm so happy. I was so pleased. Like that made me real, real haps. I actually thought that Chris Redfield was going to show up too, but he didn't. And that yeah. Was... It's really surprising. He didn't. I thought Chris Redfield was going to be the guy sitting on top of the, building oh yeah the, the cowboy dude like i thought like i was like oh that's a colorful character i straight up thought for sure he was going to be like chris redfield i was like that's going to be chris redfield like well he was a stars member like that's the yeah. like chris redfield was a stars member jill valentine was a stars member and they they reference them but then he's not amongst that and then yeah. the stars aren't really anything <laughs> at all it's nah. more about those umbrella um court people who that Oliveira guy yeah. yeah, what the hell? Like, why? Why is... Like, that was such... That, that role is Chris Redfield. Like, yeah. why is that not Chris Redfield? <laughs> why? Well, I don't well, that, understand. That character is in the games. I'm pretty, I think he's from number three. Right. I think. But, yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, just make it that it's a star member helping the, you know, the community. And it's, you know, Jill's old partner. Chris. Yeah. There we go. Boom. Makes sense. We already know that they're just going to shit all over our dreams if we expect too much from them in, in terms of referencing the game. So I appreciate what they've put in there. There's a lot of little little nods to things like the gun shop that Alice goes to is straight out of Resident Evil 2. That's cool. That's like the first, yeah. res the first gun shop that you go to in the game, which was really cool. You know, you've got the, that excellent helicopter scene where Alice is just running along in the helicopter shooting all the glass and then she she gets held up and drops and drops the gun then drops herself and grabs it and shoots all the guys that's from Code Veronica little nods that 
you know, me as my little fanboy self was just like jerking off all over the cinema thinking it was the best, the best <laughs> thing ever. But it still just confuses me that why not just stick with the story? <laughs> that you already have you know like they're so intent on and especially for this one they brought in so many elements so it's like yeah why not like it's this is basically the movie that we all expected from the first one i feel yeah it is like i have to say you know the big thing i uh, might the big well not disappointment but the big tease from the last movie was when she gets out in this uh, in raccoon city and, and cocks the shotgun we're like here we go and then the movie ends like, yeah. thankfully, they just led straight on from there. So we, we got straight into the city. We got straight into the city getting overtaken and wow. people dying and stuff. So that's kind of fun. But there's so, all these references, but they feel like they need to force field Alice down our throat, who's yeah. not a thing, which yeah. is... Yeah, well, what bothers me is that, like, at the start, because Alice is kind of nothing for a bit, like, when it's Jill and, like, they're in the church... And they're yeah. like being real. I was like, man, this feels like Resident Evil. Like I'm watching, like, and they're like hiding from the liquors. I'm like, man, that's so cool. I'm like, this is so sick. Jill Valentine's such a cool. Even this, I'm like, man, she's pretty cool. Like, and she's a normal human being. And I'm like, that's sweet. And I'm like, this feels like the game. This is so awesome. And then Alice comes in on a motorbike through the window, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay, that's what's gonna happen. Like, that's what's gonna get. Oh. Yeah, that moment really um, uh, upset me, I believe the word I'm looking for there is. <laughs> my, my note is, why was Alice going to the church in the first place? And why oh, did she yeah. crash through the window? <laughs> why did she, she know they the were motorbike? there? Yeah, that was a weird moment. It's like, a re- that's, you know, that's straight out of like Bat Out of Hell. Uh, not Bat Out of Hell. Um, uh, I would do anything for love, meatloaf. <laughs> yeah uh the film clip for that <laughs> but uh. it's just yeah it was really strange well, well i've got a few problems with that particular scene one is first of all it's it's really good it's it's it, up until now we, we've got a resident evil movie going on there's no no alice jumping around being a super saiyan there's just these you've got jill and her offsider and some random dude in, in a church and the journalists, but they're, they're all, like you said, Connor, they're just real people that we feel scared for because how can they take down these liquors? Yeah, exactly. Which the liquor in the last movie nearly killed all of them. Now, the liquors are just disposed of fairly easily in this one, which kind of disappointed me, firstly. But then, yeah, Alice... Yeah, Alice, that was sort of a bit of a... That was a bit well, shit. I don't know, like, it, it, just, it just felt like this... They really... Even the colours, like, at the start... That was something that really appealed to me. Like, I was like, man, this is really pretty. Because the first one is, I don't know. The, thir- the first one feels like a B-movie in comparison to this. Yeah, not the, the first one's but very... But don't, don't, don't you feel like this felt a lot more generic because of that, though? Like, they could have sort of brought in elements from, from no the first way. one. Like, kind of their colour choices and things like that. To sort of bring that tone through it. But I just felt like a lot of this felt very generic. I was kind of like, a lot of the times I just really felt like I was watching sort of any action film. And any B-grade action film now, really. Because you look at some of the quality ones that you get that are just straight to DVD. And it's, you know, it's the same sort of lighting. It's the same sort of set designs. It's the same sort of locations. And the same, like, just sort of look in general. And also music. Nah, the only moment I really felt like... The the only time I, I can agree with that is with the stuff with Alice. Like, whenever it was, whenever she was around doing, some, like, silly stuff, where you're like, that is just unbelievably stupid like the motorbike through the window that's when i was like oh god this feels very very but that still like... looked cool <laughs> like if i don't that, think if it did had... though that's my problem oh, i do i do stupid. i think i think if it had if there was some reality to it like she was getting chased and somehow like jumped off a, a highway or something and went through the window i could go with that yeah. but the fact that there isn't any reason for her to come through but I, i'm kind of i'm with connor though i think this movie looks better I, I think the, the last movie was very sterile, but that's the style of the film. So I, And it does give it a little bit of a B-grade film because it's very, very um, even lighting, whereas this one is is a little bit more moody, a little bit more like the games. So I'm, I'm kind of going with that, which you're right though, Tracy, it is the staple of most action films yeah, these days. Yeah, because I mean... Yeah, because I'm sort of looking at it from just the film perspective, not going off like how much it's sort of tied into the games, if you know what I mean. And if I'm looking at it from 
the film perspective, I'm like, well, it's sort of like a lot of other films I've seen. Whereas I felt like watching Resident Evil 1, there's so much of that that sort of stands out to me because I feel like it was different and I felt like they really were trying to get a certain vibe with that film and they really pulled it off. Whereas I feel like this one, it it just wasn't as strong. I don't feel like there was a certain style to it. What was the first just, director's name? W Paul W Anderson. Yeah, it was is that his name? Paul, yeah, so Paul he, Anderson. He, see, he's got a certain style. He's got a certain look as well, and it's that very sterile look. Whereas the guy who directed this one is actually a DOP. I think this is yeah. the only movie that he's ever directed. Um, and you can you can tell it, it has a yeah, a much, it definitely shows. You know, there's a more technical sort of approach to the the lighting and the colors and such. I think it I, I think it looks better. I I think it, it works more for this, but it is a big departure from that first film. For sure. Yeah, the um, it's funny what you said before as well about Alice coming in on that motorbike as well, because that's something I noticed pretty much straight as soon as we got into the film as well. Is that things weren't really set up that well, like Not for certain scenes. <laughs> no, like I find the shots were just sort of all a bit over the place in a lot of parts, like especially that very Terminator part where Alice is in, you know, popping on clothes in the department store and also getting the gun and stuff. I was kind of like, oh, the cool, like it's sort of a bit of a montage shot, looked very sort of Terminator, you know, mm. when Reese is getting all dressed up and stuff. Yeah. But then all of a sudden she's like over, like killed over on the floor, yelling in pain. And I was just like, well, what the hell was that shot? It was like nothing was in frame and then all of a sudden she was on the ground and it felt so jarring because I was like, well, you sort of were doing that. Like it felt like a bit of a montage setup thing. And then all of a sudden we're she's just getting screaming. a bit of story here and she's having these flashbacks. But and, don't oh my they, God. Aren't they sort of referencing that? Like aren't the other people sort of talking about that or something? Isn't there? I feel no, like there no, is something she, is, to that. There is a This is the part where she's by herself. She's gone in and she's just popped on some better clothes than just the uh, the, yeah, um, the, the the lab coat lab that coat, she's walking yeah. around in. And she's in there by herself and there's a little montage of her getting the guns, putting on some clothes, like grabbing clothes off the rack. And then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, she falls into frame and she's on the ground like crying out in pain and there's like all these sudden flashbacks. It's very, it's very jarring. It didn't really throw me, hey. No, it didn't. Like, that I don't... And Sorry. that's something, editing is something that like, that, that I poo on a lot. Like I just, it bothers me a lot when it's terrible, but I never really, um, I don't know. That never, that never threw me. I never felt. I think, I think the point that I think it's supposed to be jarring. It's like, you know, it just comes down to nowhere, but my, I do agree with you later on. Like, I feel like everything has been set up quite well up until the point that Alice jumps through that window because all of a sudden She's this badass thing, which we could kind of see her, you know, sort of turning into in the last movie. We know that she can kick dogs in the face and she can flip off walls and stuff. But the way I'm sort of reading this is that she's been she's been um, experimented on more in between the yeah. films. And we don't really know what's happening to her. And I think they're trying to play that sort of card again of the, oh, what's happening to me? Who am I? What am I? But that's that's kind of already been done. Like you didn't really yeah. like that in the first one, Trace, and they're trying it again here. My big problem with Alice is that there is no development for her at oh, all. Oh, I know. Like, Especially we... in this, it's just oh, it's painful. And I, I will say, I was looking forward to her coming back in. Like, like I said, my memories of this movie were awesome, and I, and the action in this film is is really good to for yeah. the most part. It's a hundred percent an action film. Yeah, yeah, and which is what I expect from these movies. That's now. The, that was the first one as well, though. The first one yeah. was an action film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we we know it's the best part that we all said from the first one was the action, and the best part I'm sure we'll all say with this one is the action as well. But it's cool. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing her kick ass, but I need some sort of reference to why she can kick ass. What have they done to her? What has gone on? What, what, let me see her learning her powers and not just being like, I'm a boss ass bitch, you know, like driving motorbikes through fucking windows and shit. Why was yeah. she following those people of all people? Like it, it feels, it feels like there was some sort of, she had some sort of connection to these people, but yeah, there's, there really isn't. She just kind of gets them and is like, all right, I'm going to go with you now, or you can follow me. And they kind of just stick together, which I guess. And then, and then they're in a cemetery, like before the places to be. Why? <laughs> Why are you there? Where yeah. did that happen? Why are you there? Why are zombies coming? Like what? That's not how the, how does that? What? Now I like, love that was, 
I love the idea of zombies coming out of the grave, like Return of the Living Dead, Tracy B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I was thinking, I was thinking very much of that in that scene. So fantastic, but I don't understand why these ones are coming out of the grave. Return yes. of the Living oh, Dead. Oh my god! Yes, thank you. Because I, I was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? How are they infected? Yeah, Return of the Living Dead has the rain and it goes into the to the soil and goes yeah whatever but how did the the virus get down to these guys as much as i like it again i need an explanation see and i felt like yeah like you're saying there's so much of this that is just that there's no explanation and what you were saying before is so true as well fish there that character development that we so desperately needed from the first one with alice in this one just gets totally pushed to the side because they've got too many like heroes, you know what I mean? Like as much as I love Jill Valentine being in this and I think she's fucking a badass bitch. I love it. Mm. It's just that there's sort of they're trying to work with too many people and they're trying to sort of you know, round out too many really? characters at once. Man, and I just I'm feel not, like I didn't I didn't feel that at all. Like that was I was on the other end. I thought the cast was sick. Like Yeah, but come on, you you can't just sit there and say to me that there was enough sort of development given to their characters. It's a zombie film. I didn't it didn't affect me at all. Like I was just happy. Yeah, what you don't what so you happening. don't want any development at all with your main character, which is obviously like Alice because they're but, so pushing that in your face. Like is... you're obviously like you come through from this first film expecting something and then it doesn't deliver. Like you want something delivered to you and if this is supposed to be us following Alice into a whole new adventure, you're going to fucking expect more. And like if these other characters are going to be in it as well, then you need to prioritize who you're going to focus on. And they uh, did I, they did not focus on Alice, which is what they should have done. I'm happy they didn't. Like that was one of the things I was pretty stoked about. I think when it came to Alice, I was more bothered than I was. Like watching, watching a regular group of people try and survive the apocalypse was really satisfying. And I think it was really fun watching someone like Jill Valentine and this reporter and this group of people because I was like, that's sick. Like, it just feels honest and, like, gritty. The moment it turns to Alice, it becomes this rumpus. Like, it just became this weird, hybrid, almost comedic film. And it just was, it was strange. I don't think, I don't think they spent too much time on any one character. I don't think there needed to be that much progression because the first one didn't even have that much progression. I, I, I think... I, yeah, I'm but that was the issue with it. I didn't have an issue with it. I think it's a fine way to tell a story. It's it, this, The plot's pretty simple. It's like, character needs to leave this place. And a lot of the time, I, I don't need to see a character change dramatically in this situation because it's not them that's caused the issue. It's it's the plot around them. It's like a mystery film. Okay, like, so you're just saying that you're kind of like along for the ride as far as this being an action film, you know what I mean? Like, you're not sort of looking at it on a deeper level. Well, no, I don't need to look at it. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't I don't need to. I don't see the point in doing that because I know I'm just going to be left disappointed. I don't think Okay, I'm... so you're just viewing this as what it is. It's just like a, a Resident Evil, just a bit of fun. It's like... an action romp. Yeah. It's an action, it's an action romp sequel. Right. <laughs> I think that every other character gets a sufficient amount of development except Alice. I feel like I know Jill. I... I, I know enough about her to give a shit about her. I know enough about, you know, the guy and his little girl. I know enough about, like, Oliveira and the Russian dude, Nikolai. Um, they're cool. For what their characters are, their little side characters, they're fine. But our main character, as much as I'm happy seeing her kick ass and be a boss-ass bitch, I, I, I just need that development. I need to know I need to see the progression because I got, I actually got quite annoyed at how confident she is. Like she comes in like, all like, "Mm, look at me. She's like flicking cigarettes and shit. Apparently she started smoking. Like, yeah, I know. I was just like, did she, (laughs) did she just steal those of Jill? Like, what was the deal with that? This is the Alice that, you know, as, as we get further into the series, she's become more of a weapon. And and yeah. she and she is this character, but I didn't realize that it just happened so so jarring. Like it was just like boom. Okay, now I'm her. Let's do it. That's where I'm annoyed. So I'm okay with like I'm I'm along for the ride like Connor is, but I still do expect at least the main character to get a little bit of something something yeah. going on there. Well, let's talk about the action. This is an action movie. Like, are we all on the same page here? Like, it was pretty yeah, fucking it was- on point. It's definitely no. an action film. It's not on no. point. What the hell are you talking about? She runs down a skyscraper. What? What the hell is that? Like one minute I'm watching. She's grappling. 
Sorry, Connor, was... but that was a fucking sick stunt. That, I yeah, that say. was really cool. That is so dumb. That is so. That was garbage. Dude, I'm that's like, like oh that's like God. the trailer shot. I remember there was a was Papa so... Roach song playing while yeah. she's running down, and I was like, "Damn." This is what this film has like commitment issues because one minute I'm like, "Oh, like this is real cool. Like I'm real into this. Like it's kind of got a bit of grit to it. Like it feels a bit real. Like there's cool scenes in the high school and stuff where they're getting like they're going full Velociraptor with this stuff in Jurassic Park. Like mm -hmm. running through a kitchen. I'm like, that's so cool. And the dogs are like a real threat, and Jill's real struggling. I'm like, that's awesome. Next minute. Alice is running down a skyscraper. Like, sorry, how are these two things in the same film? How does this compare? How am I meant to feel like tense and like really worried when the one person is getting chased by a Doberman, but next minute this person's literally running down a building? Like, that does not sell well for me. It doesn't. And she's it just, rappelling down a building. She's not just it running still down. Looks it. like, like shit. It's so stupid. It's like that's how it would look. Backflips into a <laughs> so she backflips into into a church with a motorcycle and then blows up the motorcycle. Like it's the dumbest because it's just it goes from two big extremes. That's my problem. Like it's not like if this film consistently was Alice being Neo from the Matrix. Thank yeah. you, early two thousands. I'd be like, yeah, sure. But it's Alice being Neo from the Matrix, and then this film going in this really funky direction where it kind of gets dark and you're like, oh my God, mm. is, is Jill going to die? That's where I'm like, no, this is dumb. Like, it's not the actual action itself. It's just stupid because... It's, it's stupid because I have something to compare it to. That's oh, what's that's, stupid. That's a very fair call, Connor. I have to agree with you there. Yeah, very I feel much. that too. Like, it does, it does go from straight horror to The Matrix very quickly. And I think that is... <sighs> you know, probably the biggest problem with the film, but when it is doing its thing, I'm, I'm in it. I like the action and I like the horror. So whichever way it's going, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm only, I'm only vibing it when, I don't know. I'm, I've, I like that part where she's fighting Max, the nemesis dude at the end was really cool. The little, the little oh, hand, Matt? hand fight. Matt, Matt. Yeah. The nemesis. Matt. Her scene with him, with her chasing, him chasing her was sick. Like, I love that scene. I reckon that's awesome. Like, where she, like, shoots down the garbage yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that was cool. Like, yeah, that's the that perfect sort of... That's, that's straight out of the combo game. for me. You know, like, that's the perfect combo for me is, like, here's that thriller aspect and here's that this person is way, you know, way out of her depth. But also, like, she's sliding across the floor and shooting out shooting a wall out with SMGs. Like, that's cool to me, you know? Running down the side of a building when I've just had to witness a character struggle with a Doberman, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's like... No, that's not the biggest problem with this film that you keep bringing up that shot. That's such a good shot. It's <laughs> you just, I hate you it. Just, you just commended the fact that she could slide on the floor and unload full machine gun clips and then slide through a thing but you can't like look no, at a physically it's... possible thing rappelling down a building like i that's where if I'm i confused. ever see someone rappel down a building like that i will be impressed if i ever watch someone sprint down the side of a building and gravity does not defy them i would be very, very impressed. But they also, actually did it. Like that's yeah, a real stunt. Yeah, it's actually stunt. happening. <laughs> that is, is that real? Yeah, that's a real stunt, Connor. That's something that they actually did. Well, yeah. fuck my ass. Because <laughs> um, the first, it still the, looks stupid. The first twenty feet were done by Miller's uh, stunt double, and then she did like the last part herself. <laughs> oh my god, I'm kind of in shock. <laughs> Never. D that's I just anyway. It still bothered the hell out of me. It just looks dumb as hell. It just, it does, I just, oh God. <laughs> well, the nemesis, he's a pretty badass character, but he kind of looks a little bit lame. Yeah. I, I can't like, and I have to, I, I have to commend them myself because it is exactly the way it looks in the game. Yeah. But it's, it just it doesn't quite fit this world for me. I love the Terminator style of him. He's just running around, just blowing shit up, not killing things that he doesn't need to kill. What it's, it's quite cool. But uh, it's just uh, this time watching it, it's a little bit dated to me. I gotta say though, I really did, really, really like love the fact that they used practical effects for it. 
yeah, think that I really added a whole extra level to it because like a lot of the things that I sort of had an issue with in the first one as far as like the CGI really dating it I really didn't ever feel that when I was watching this there wasn't sort of any moment where I was like oh damn like this is feeling really dated in this particular part like it wasn't until yeah, right. sort of yeah. after where I really thought on it where I was like well you know one of my critiques of the first film was that and I feel like they really did improve on that for this one mm. and you the know liquors, they- the liquors were a little bit dodgy but they were i yeah, think i feel like they of, were they were like it was lit well so yeah, they, they could kind of hide it a lot in, in yeah. the shadows where the, you could kind of get away with it i think yeah because i seriously like watching that i was definitely like well that's those liquors are 100 percent already a lot better than the first one and it's just because they mm. knew they knew how to light it and i guess that's probably a lot to do with the director like he sort of knew how to sort of work with that i think did you know that the director was actually in the film? Was that, he? In the in that in your most beloved scene of Miller rappling down the building, Connor. I hate myself. He's the sniper. He's the sniper that she kills. Oh, the whole time. okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the Nemesis. I, one thing I do have to say is that it was definitely a better actor <laughs> than Matt from the oh, last movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely. She isn't saying much. That was, that was, I agree. I was actually just had a thought about it. I'm like, man, I wonder if they like even offered it to him or asked. And I was like, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. They um, actually, they actually did. Really? Yeah, yeah. But he, I think he pulled out before it was made. Because oh, okay. he's still credited because he's got a few shots from the last movie. But yeah. he was supposed to be in the Nemesis costume. They were going to do like some sort of prosthetics to make it look a little bit like him, just from what I was reading before. But yeah, well, he yeah, I mean, out. they had the blue eyes in there. That was enough for me. I was like, oh, yeah, I can tell yeah. that's his baby blues. <laughs> and, that, and that was very distinctive of, of that actor. He, like, yeah, and because they eyes. had a, yeah. quite a lot of good shots of his eyes in the first one. So that I think that worked quite well. You, you mentioned that dog scene before, Connor. Um, that's sick. probably one of my favorite scenes in the film. That is so cool. And the dogs uh, have really stepped up. We didn't really talk about how the dogs looked in the last movie, but they looked like they'd basically just had a coat put over them yeah, and exactly. like spaghetti yeah. been thrown onto it. But this time around, they look sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And I they're agree. actually terrifying. Like, you know, they well, were they, quite scary in the last one. But They're just real. They're just intimidating. They're more intimidating than the liquors because they're doing something. They murder mm. that guy on the yeah. floor. And like... Stay here. I've got this bitch. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my, my God. That fucking... Oh, wow. That's like that, the only <laughs> part in that film that I laughed out loud in. He only says when he kills it, stay. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I am wrong. I also laughed at. I also laughed at GTA motherfucker. Ten points. Oh yeah, that's a fucking gold line. You gotta. You can't. You can't. Uh, oh, deny it was. That. It was brilliant. That guy's, a, that guy's a legend. Like, good on him. He's so funny. He's, he's such Gee, a fun character. What, please, my shit is custom. LJ oh. was that character's name. I love yeah. when they when they go into the helicopter and you know um, they all take out. The henchmen, the you know, the faceless men, unidentifiable men in helmets that seem to plague these movies. He takes out one of those guys, and it, or he doesn't, but they all do, and he runs up and just starts like curb stomping it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, his character was originally supposed to be played by Snoop Dogg. I was reading today. <laughs> oh, that would have oh. been awesome. Wouldn't that have been hilarious? <laughs> wow. Like, oh, shit, my shit is custom. Damn, GT. <laughs> GTA, motherfucker. Ten points. <laughs> oh, that is a missed opportunity. This guy is great, but Snoop Dogg is the man. God damn. Snoop Dogg is the man, fantastic. it's true. But that's the one quote that, like, everybody takes from this movie. Like, any, like yeah. all my friends that I saw this with back in high school, we always say, GTA, motherfucker. Like, when we talk about running people over. I've heard, I've heard that line a lot. Like, that's a, that's, I, I was pretty shocked to find out it came from here because I've heard that line yeah. quite a bit. Um, <laughs> it is It is a great line. I think his character is, is quite welcome in this movie. Like, how did you guys feel that he fit in? I, I feel like they didn't really do much with him, but I did like just having, like, a random gangster comedy. A, I a liked random, it. I, yeah. was, I was happy because, like, I don't know. What can you do with a character like that? I don't... It's a big ensemble cast for a zombie film. Anytime I've ever seen a film like this, a lot of people die. So, mm. like, I'm like, sweet. Like, this guy will be fun for, hopefully, the entire film. Or maybe he'll die. So, I don't know. It was fun having him around. And he kind of, like... They kind of what they did, which was I, what I really liked, is that they put the they kind of separate these characters for bits and they meet up and stuff, and it allows the story 
like the overall plot to to progress because they they all witness sort of separate parts of what's going on. So like he witnesses the nemesis the first time. So you get to know this crazy big character who's literally got a minigun and how terrifying he is and you learn everything about him and you witness it through him and then later on like you find out that Umbrella Corp don't or before that you don't you find out that Umbrella Corp don't care about anyone because the two Umbrella Corp guys call the helicopter they don't get picked up so you find that out and there's a weapon case and stuff and I don't know it, that kind of happens continually throughout the film and I really like that because I it kind of connected me to these characters because they're witnessing this stuff for the first time just like I am and then it kind of makes it feel like they are doing something even though their characters aren't progressing the story is and they they're around to see it which is always a nice little touch to a film about killing zombies <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah I vibe that. Also, the scene between um, Alice and um, Matt where he's chasing her down, it straight up is just boss. Like, I was like, when he fires the bazooka down the chute and she tips over the garbage thing, I'm like, oh, that's cool. That was real cool. I really like that. That was a really good moment. Yeah, I really did enjoy that. Well, Trace, you were talking about how uh, you thought Jill was a bit of a boss-ass bitch. Let's, let's talk about her. Yeah. So we finally got a character from the games. Yeah, how did you guys feel about her? I really like Jill. Like, straight off the bat, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, like, I really like her. You could tell that the actress was taking the role super seriously as well, which I could really appreciate. Um, I also really liked her outfit. I thought that was a fun little, very video game-ish kind of style to have. It's, it's the and, exact outfit that she has in Nemesis, the third Oh, game. there you go. Yep. So I felt like that was really nice. And I love the fact that they sort of tried to explain it in the plot as well by sort of say, stating at the beginning of the film that there was a heat wave happening. So like there was no point where I was kind of like, Oh no, she really shouldn't have that outfit for too long. Cause I instantly like, I was watching with a few friends and a friend of mine was like, no, 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 she's being sensible. She's wearing, you know, the perfect clothes for a heat wave. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And then from there, then on, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with this. That's a reference to the game, isn't it? What she's wearing. Yeah. Right? It's the exact, it's the exact outfit yeah. that she wears in Resident Evil that's, 3. That's what, cause I thought the same thing, Tracy. I was like, what the, what the hell is yeah. this? Like, what are you wearing? Like, cause you see her report into the police station. Like, oh. she's like, we have to go. And well, so, and she, was, it, but then was I was she like, like fired or something. Like, was she coming? I feel like she's like a disgraced police officer. Yeah. Did I, just, I pick that I up somehow? I sort of, I, th I think they don't respect her or something. I was just like, what the fuck? And I was like, I was very confused when she first walked into the police station there and just started shooting. I was like, damn son, it's America. They would have shot you straight back. But I was just like, okay. I'm, I'm sure confused. there was a lot. There was a big exposition dump that they cut out where you find out why she is that way. Like that was the feeling I have. Like it would have been maybe between her and the reporter and the Ute or something. But I feel like, like when I'm watching, I'm like, there's definitely a scene cut where you find it. Like Jill's sitting there and she's like, she opens up to someone, uh, and yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like that's. I was waiting for that moment. Yeah. But you don't get it. Well, I think it's cool that they've you know been quite faithful to at least the look of the character. And I think she is pretty cool for the most part. There are a few times where she ventures into... She's she's trying to be tough like they're kind of trying to portray Alice as. Like she's always smoking cigarettes and just being... Just kind of cool sitting around. Again, I... The way I sort of think of the Jill character, and this is my connection to the games, like she isn't really like that from what I remember. But I just felt like it was a bit awkward at times. But... When she's doing her thing, it's it's quite fun. Like her in the in the school and with the little girl and all that stuff. I I really got behind, and that actress is quite attractive. I feel like they like put a they kind of made a rain. Was that the name of the first one? Rain. Rain. Like yeah. they kind of like gay. It's kind of like an excuse for Alice to have like sort of a competitor, which kind of like gave me like that like it bothered me a little bit only because like I recall Jill in the games being pretty chill like she's kind of nice like she's kind she's of really like, nice and like kind of nerdy from what I remember yeah but. and so and I was like watching it I'm like like this is cool and I get what you've done but you, we've already got someone who's no nonsense like Alice is yeah. so you know like over the top I don't really feel They're like we very need... close in their character traits yeah yeah I that was one thing I... I did have an issue with a little bit. Was a very it was very samey samey. Like become best buds like yeah. Rain and Alice as well. What is with like Alice just becomes best buds with everyone. I know. Like... <laughs> it's very cute. Like that it's... little girl. Instantly friends. Hey Angie. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, and there's it's... like a weird sexual tension out of nowhere between her and the umbrella cool yeah. guy. Like immediately I was like, hang on, sorry. Like 
How does this, how do you, Alice, just immediately trust a human being that works for that company that you yeah. have quite openly exclaimed is awful all the time? Like, <laughs> where does that come from? What are you doing, mate? Sort yourself out, you horny bitch. Christ. <laughs> just immediately. Like, it's immediate. She's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Like, immediately in the car. I'm like, what is this? What's, why are you setting this up now? Like, we've got 20 minutes left. Why are you setting this up? He, she doesn't even know him. I don't understand. It was just such a weird moment. I don't is know. Is that Olivero? Is that the yeah. one you're talking about? Yeah. Olive oil, yeah. Olive one. oil. <laughs> I sort of had a bit of an issue with, I just felt like there could have been a lot more time sort of given, but this is more tying into what I was sort of saying earlier, um, a bit more time sort of given to main characters rather than, so say for example, that church scene, you know how they come into the church and there's that guy there and they just sort of start talking to him and, you know, you sort of feel like you're getting to know him a little bit. And then when he has, he has sort of a very drawn out death scene, like he's sort of going (gasps) with the gun for ages before the liquor gets him. And I'm kind of like, I feel like they could have really cut that down and sort of used a lot of that time that they used there for other characters. And I feel feel the same with like a lot of characters. Like the reporter was poorly, poorly underused. And then I feel like a lot of sort of screen time was sort of wasted on her. Like if they're not well, going to put the effort in, <laughs> her then why whole not purpose, sort of... Her whole purpose was to bring the the video out to the world. And, yeah. and, and, that's, and that's a big plot point at the end of the film. And then literally within 30 seconds, that's turned around and we're told, oh, no, it's a prank. So it means nothing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh just her whole reason for being there was just at the end of the film, you know, yeah, just thrown out and I was just like, what was the point of having her in there at all? Just it's a waste of screen time, you know, that could have been so uh, I don't know. So much more could have sort of been used for that. The reporter was probably one of the most disappointing aspects of oh, it because so weak. you're right, like and she gets just like brutally murdered. Like, just destroyed. And I was like, man, what did she do? Like, what <laughs> what, what plot armor did she not have? Like, why uh, does she get eaten plot by armor. kids? <laughs> but it's... it's and, and the kids thing, it kind of felt like it came out of nowhere as well. Like, it yeah. was like, uh, you know what would be really cool? To have somebody get killed by school kids. Which yeah. is really cool. But it's not... Because there weren't, like... There wasn't a scene leading up to it with, you know, where we see kids creeping around the school or whatever. Yeah. It just sort of came out there of nowhere. There should have been something and, that alluded to it, at least, yeah. I think. There was just yeah. no build-up to a death of who's, of somebody who was supposedly a main character. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, another thing I had issue with as well is kind of talking about that cowboy on the roof again. Mm-hmm. Um I was so disappointed in that because that looked like the way he sort of introduced being this badass, like, yeah, sniper Chris dude. Redfield. He's got, like, he's definitely got a character, you know? He's wearing yeah. this fucking cowboy hat and shit. I was like, oh, cool. Listening to add- a discman? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> we're, you know, are we going to add a cool cowboy to the entourage? This is going to be, like, fucking Tremors, you know? Get a mm. bit of Tremors style up in there. And I was just like, oh, well, I guess not. Fucking dead five seconds later. Which yeah, was a real shame. Would- he would have been fun to have around. Um, yeah. I feel like I feel like they bring a character who's similar to that later in the films. Um, yeah. But we'll talk oh, about I'm that. Glad, then. I'm glad we've just got to go see a whole other film to get the thing. To get this. Uh, um, see, I'm starting to feel like that already with this film. I'm starting to feel like, oh, great! I'm just gonna have to wait till the next one to get a little bit more payoff. A little <laughs> bit more payoff. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what I want to bring up quickly before we wrap up is just this moment. My, I, I feel like every time I rant now about films, it's me saying, why? Like, why does this thing happen? Mm-hmm. And in this film, it's where I'm like, oh, well, I know there's like 20 other of these films. So I'm not too fast how it ends. <laughs> but like it ends and like she's got powers. I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know. But she still escapes with her friends. I'm like, that's really cool. Like the cast is together. I like that. Like it, it, there's an ending there if they needed to have an ending. And then even like... Um, they go, you know, as they go out to the gate, the, the, the guy answers the security thing and he's like, let them go. I was like, man, that's sick. What a cool thing. You don't know why. Like, it's so mm. ambiguous. That's a great ending. I would oh, need to see yeah. another film and still be like, wow, like, you know, I would be happy if this was the last one, you know. But then he goes, let them go. <laughs> initiate Alice program whatever the hell and suddenly yeah. her eye changes and she sees like the Terminator I'm like oh my god that is garbage like <laughs> that is such a garbage ending are you for real <laughs> like could you not just leave it why do I need to see that what 
Oh, great. Thank you. Now, I'm, that's awesome because now I'm like, that's not an ending. Like, that's not satisfying because I know that she's not okay. You know, like, I know she's not okay. Yeah. If you leave it with, like, let her go, it's ambiguous. I don't know what's going on. It's a mystery. With that, now I know that she's effed in the A and that she, this character's journey isn't over and so there's going to be more. Brilliant. 10 out of 10. Can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Tune in. Yeah. I, um, I don't mind it, actually. I think it's kind of cool. I, I don't think it's, like... It's probably not done as well as it could have been done, but I, I like the idea that I know now that they're controlling our most powerful character, so that gives her uh, a disadvantage. Like yeah. I, I, we know we're getting another one, so it's it's already like it's already, like you said, it's already led into another one. So now I know that when we come to another one, she's not going to be as overpowered as she's been throughout this one, and I'm like, okay, there's you know, there's a disadvantage here. That's it's tension. I'm not happy. Well, well. on that note, also speaking about the end of the film, I just wanted to mention something that I forgot to bring up about the beginning of the film. I was <laughs> very, very disappointed with that whole opening sequence, basically previously on that whole shit, because I'm like, that really, really is them not thinking ahead. Like, that works in a cinema the very first time you see it, but if you're somebody who's going to watch that movie again, like, they've got to know that they you're going to be re-watching that in sequence. Like, you're going to watch the first one and then you be like, oh, I'm going to watch the second one. Probably pretty close to each other. And then you're going to have to fucking sit through this previously on shit every single time. Like, I'm like, there's such a better way that they could have just opened that film. Like, they seriously could have just opened that film was right that at with, the um, title. Was that with Alice being like, my name is Alice. Oh, I was yes, a security... Like is that what it is? It, yeah, yes, yeah. completely explaining the first film. I'm just like, that was really not necessary. Or if they want to do that, then do it in a better way. Don't just sort of throw together all these mashed up clips of the first movie and then also reuse footage from the end of the first one just to sort of be like, oh, and here's where we came in. Alice is wandering around. It just it, it just really bugged me because I, like, if they're going to use that much footage from the first one, then just use the footage of her walking around Raccoon City getting the gun and stuff because then people will be like, oh, okay. So she's That's clearly right. come feel, from somewhere yeah. and yeah. I think I think you're right. There is a, a better way to do it, like bring it it somehow into the plot. Like a, a a character now is explaining what happened, or we see footage of it on a monitor somewhere, or whatever. Like you don't have to do it as a as a oh, previously yeah. on. But saying that, I, I feel like you do need to reference stuff. What happens, like for for instance, I we've just reviewed Underworld. Blood mm. Wars, and yeah. I hadn't seen the other Underworld movies for years. And oh, I thought you were thank- about to say you'd never seen them, and I was like, "What?" No, no, I've seen them, definitely seen them, but like, yeah, I was like, I was like "Thanks," because they do they do the exact same thing at the start. It's basically Celine saying like, "Oh, this happened, and this happened. I killed yeah. Victor. I did this," and I was like, "Oh, thank God," because I hadn't seen the other movies. So I feel like it's necessary to reference and, and tell us what's been going on, but it's yeah. much better if you can do it in in the narrative rather oh, than yeah. just like a chunk at the start. I would agree with you there. Definitely. You definitely need reference to it. I just think, oh, I don't know. I'm just, it does annoy me a little bit. And that's something I actually have an issue with in Underworld too. So it definitely plays up oh, again yeah. here, my issue with that. Just, just uh, the talking, you know, the same with Dune, like David Lynch's Dune, that whole beginning. It's just having somebody staring at you at the very start of a film, just explaining something to you. I'm like, wow, yeah, I'm really fun. getting drawn in here. I feel like I'm sitting at a <laughs> fucking lecture. You know, it's like, it just sort of like, whenever that happens, it really sets the tone of a film to me. And I kind of, there's just something that automatically happens in my head where I just switch off. And I don't know what it is, but it fucking happened with this film. And it always happens with any film that I just have somebody at the beginning of the film, like staring down the barrel of the lens saying, this is what happened. This is what's happening in our world. This is our universe. I'm like, oh, come on. Exposition heavy right off the bat. Jeez. Just give me a bit of action and I'll start to pick it up along the way. Yeah, that's it. It's just, like, yeah, it's, it's, it should. Okay, what it is, it's belittling. You know what I mean? Like, it's belittling yeah. the audience. No, I, dude, I, I get it. Hey, like... For someone with an ego the size of mine, I'm, I'm surprised it doesn't bother me as much as it does. But you're like, you're right. It is. It's quite degrading, and like, it, it's a. It comes down to a matter of like, um, a filmmaker not capable of understanding that their audience isn't an idiot. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. not. They're not all stupid, and it's a fine line to cross because I mean we are pretty basic. Like when we don't see. Alice get on a motorcycle and get chased. We're like, where's she running to church? What happened? Yeah. But like, you know, if you if if you say it out and like try and paint by numbers, 
it for us, we get we get pissed. We're the worst. Audience members are the worst people. Like oh, I, yeah. ha it's we're the worst human. Like just ah, uh, we're so judgmental. <laughs> but I think we deserve to be. You know, we pay so much for movies now, and I mean, like we always have, really. But you kind of you have to expect. You know, there's a certain uh, caliber that yeah, you there's got to be a films. certain amount of quality there, and as as audience goers, you've got to expect a certain thing. And if you're going into a film, you're getting belittled at the start of the film, and then you're also got like yeah, like that motorbike scene, then getting to a scene where nothing's explained. It's like, well, I'm getting fucking whiplash here, you know? What am I supposed <laughs> to be feeling? And I just you know, it just bugs me like going into it having that, and then yeah. just not feeling as engaged with the film as I could be, and then kind of having this very disjointed sort. Of feeling towards Alice because it's not sort of getting built up, and then all of a sudden, I'm um, you know introduced to this whole new character Jill, who is all of a sudden in a church, and then all of a sudden Alice is there, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm feeling very jumbled right now. You guys are gonna love the start of oh. every other movie in this franchise. <laughs> oh, Look, I want to I, I want to wrap this shit up. I want to wrap this shit up because I want to I want to the one thing I want to finish on is we commended how incredible the soundtrack for the first movie was. Oh, yeah. And they've just gone away from that here. They've just done a very generic, very nothing score. It's yeah. very more theatrical, less electronic and grungy. Like, it, it's really frustrating. Like, I, like, I, I guess it was, it, it's probably some sort of fact of not being able to get Marilyn Manson back, but why not replicate what he did? Yeah, it bugged me so much. And like what I was saying earlier about feeling like the tone of this film was so, so different is I feel like they could have really made up for the different look of the film if they'd sort of kept some of the music styling, if you know what I mean. Like, at least have something bring it through. I honestly think that that, that style of music would have suited this style of film even better. Oh, like, yeah. Because we're, we're in city where it's very, very like dark and, and grungy feeling, you know, like yeah. it's just really heavy. Some really heavy guitar riffs would have really yeah. like and just that very, added that very, to it. Um, uh, jagged dialogue would have worked a lot better with that real punchy score. I think like the, where are you going? I don't know. What are we going to do? That kind of thing. Like it would have worked so much better if there was that really tone, you know, it's like, do, 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 where are we going? Do, 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 what are we going to do? You know what I mean? Like it works so much better. Yeah, yeah, upset auntie. But saying that the actual soundtrack to this movie, like with had had you know had Slipknot, it had Kill Switch, Engage, and stuff on it, was another soundtrack that I thrashed to death. Um, <laughs> there's only a little bit of the the music is actually in the film, like when the guys listening to the Discman, um, yeah. one of the songs is on there. Um, in the credits, you got Kill Switch and Slipknot coming in. When I first got my license, that was the. That was the soundtrack <laughs> to my driving. I was cruising oh. around. There's a fantastic song on it by um, A Perfect Circle. It was a remix of their Outsider song. That actually comes back in a few of the movies and becomes like kind of the song of the of the saga. Um, so I'll reference that as it comes up. But yeah, it's disappointing that that, that sort of feeling isn't... Th that new metal kind of sound that was so big in the t early 2000s wasn't there in this film that they went for a different sort of sound. Yep. But anyway, guys, let's get out of here. I want to get onto that segment that we like to call the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, what, Tracy B, is your good? Oh, man. Uh, the good for me was... This is a tough one. Probably probably Jill Valentine. Kill. Connor. Son of a bitch stole my good. Um, no, my good would have to be, um, well, probably my favourite scene is when Alice is rappelling down the sit. No, um, my, I don't know, my good, oh, you know what, the scene with the, in the church was dope. It was, it was great until Alice rocked up, so that would be my good. What would be your good, good sir? I like all the references. The actual Resident Evil references are really cool, and they good still answer. get me excited when I when I'm looking good at answer. them. Um, and but Great that's answer. not really something about the film, so I I like the action again. The action is cool. Mm. <laughs> uh, the bad, Tracy. Uh, the bad for me would probably be just the film in a whole. <laughs> no, um, oh, just come on. I was really really upset that that character growth that I so so wanted in the first film really didn't come through in this one. Well, you've only got. Three more to be disappointed Oh, with. I know, because that's what I want out of my film-going experience, guys. I want to wait until the third or fourth film to get a bit of character development. That's how I don't, live. Don't even <laughs> go down that path. Oh, I it know, Connor. I know. 
We know we're giving you this product and there's a, a certain amount of things that we should do out of respect for you as an audience member and a paying customer, but we'll make you wait for another fucking year. Thanks, guys. Thanks yep. for that. Yeah. Thanks, Marvel. Um, my, <laughs> my, my bad, my bad would be the distinct lack of um, Chris Redfield. That was... <laughs> um, like, that... You have no idea how much... Because Chris Redfield, like, I love Chris Redfield. He's the man, yeah. He's my fave. He's my fave character. Because I never played Resident Evil 4, you know? I played number two, number one, and number five. And so, Chris Redfield's the dude, you know? I don't care about Leon. Where's Chris Redfield? And the moment I saw that dude sitting on top of the... The... The thing looking nothing like Chris Redfield I was like oh he's probably Chris Redfield and then when he dies I was really upset so I'm really that really bummed me I mean there's probably worse bad things that I could rant about but that's the one that's that I gotcha. want people to that's hear good. me hear me roar <laughs> <laughs> I'm there with you Tracy the Alice's development is just absolutely horrible like yeah. I I've you know I've always watched this movie with rose tinted glasses and this time watching it, it's just, it was so frustrating because I actually was excited for her to come in. I'm, I'm, I'm loving, you know, the liquor scene. I'm loving seeing just these noobs, these humans who can't handle these beasts, like struggling. And I'm like, once Alice gets there, it's going to be like, fuck yeah. Like she's going to save the day and it's going to be a, a big deal, I yeah. feel. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, I know that's what they're trying to do with the whole motorbike thing, but just came out of nowhere and then her being confident and you know flicking cigarettes and it just it yeah. just got sillier and sillier i still enjoyed watching her kick ass but the there was just no lead up to it so that's yeah. super bad to me what did you find the ugliest of them all tracy the ugly i did give this a little bit of a thought and I, it's nothing that i sort of brought up in the rest of the podcast but i actually was not a fan of the zombie makeup in this I thought the zombie makeup in the first film was a lot stronger, and I got I was a lot more scared of like the zombies from the first one. Um, whereas I, I mean, like I feel like a lot of the makeup in this was really good, especially like Nemesis. But I feel like a lot of the rest of the makeup really fell short. Um, it's funny. It's funny because like I, I I've watched so many zombie movies now that I just don't even pay attention to the actual zombies. Yeah. Like I, when I was a kid, I used to be like, oh man, I can see through his ribs. That guy's he's lost an arm. Yeah. That guy I can see like his teeth. This yeah. one, I'm just like, ah, oh, they're zombies. Whatever. Yeah. Let's move on because it, in film these days, it's re they're really not a factor. Like, no. they're always a background thing now. And yeah. it's funny because I didn't even notice. I didn't even look at yeah. the, the makeup, see, but it was pretty dodgy. Yeah, I mean, and it sort of goes off what you mentioned quickly earlier. Like, our love of, you know, like, 80s, 70s, like, zombie films, mm. they do so much to give every zombie such a character, if you know what I mean, yeah. I find in, like, a lot of older ones. And the thing I really liked about the first one, and see, this is where I'm thinking, maybe because the first film, they really didn't have that many extras to use as zombies. They had a lot more sort of leeway to really kind of run wild with the makeup. Um, whereas this one, you can obviously see that they've got tons more extras but it was very very sloppy like I was very I was watching basically every scene where there was a horde and they've sort of done the old trick of getting everybody to wear long sleeves long pants just so they can kind of splatter them with you know blood yeah. and just be like okay all we need to do is the face and make that look possible and we can get this moving you know kind of get this production along part of it probably has to do with the fact that they were filming in pretty cold weather but I just I found it very lazy and I think when because a lot of what this film was to me was me comparing it to the first film. And I think if yeah. you're watching things in a series, that's what you're going to do anyway. You always are, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And to me, the quality of the zombies really dipped in a way that I found quite ugly. I found the zombies in this to be ugly, but not in a good way. You know, not in a scary way. <laughs> so, yeah. It's funny because I found um, some of the, the stuff in the first one a little bit dated. Um, like, you know, there's that one shot where the guy comes out and you can see a hole through his head. Yeah. Um, like the CGI in that was pretty... Anything that was CGI was dodgy. Mate, yeah. we've already talked about that. But. Yeah. Okay, Connor. Well, what is your ugly, mate? The backflip scene through the church. No, no further comment. <laughs> Let's move on. I don't want to talk about it. The backflip scene? Yeah, but she backflips off a motorcycle like an idiot. Oh. <laughs> Not the rappel scene. Nah, that wasn't the dumbest. It was just dumb. <laughs> you guys just argued against me over it, so I had to stand my ground because it's yeah, stupid. It's but true, because... 
I do agree with you on the motorbike one, and that's my that's my ugly as well. Yeah, it's ugly as hell. Like it's mainly just... it's mainly ugly to me though because of the lack of nothing before it. Like if I just even if they just shown something of her just fanging it through the street and like getting. I don't know, like dogs were chasing her or something and then she had to go off a ramp and it ended up going through this window. Like, I don't know. But because there was no thought to that and it was a bit dodgy, yeah, it's ugly. Boom, bam. Let's bam, bam. Let's get out of here. Tracy B, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are it was a bit of a nothing film for me, really. And I'm, I'm so sorry to say this, Fish, but I really did not have a fun time with it. And definitely not as fun a time as I had with the first one. Bummer. Yeah, I... Yeah, I was just so bummed out. I so, I so expected more, and I think I was going into it with such high hopes. And, you know, Alice was building up to be such a badass character, and I just felt like I didn't kind of get the closure I needed. Fair enough. What do you give it out of five? I give it a two out of five. Two out of five. Conor McDuff. What can it was you... pretty fun. I had a fun time. I liked the cast. I was really happy that it was like a little fun ensemble. I also liked that at the end, they didn't all die. That seems to be a very common trope. 2000 onwards is like one character lives or two characters live, but they have the cast live, which was fun. And it felt good. There's something really admirable about characters all ending and still remaining loyal, which is something I really respect. And that was cool. It's also just a fun little film like that I liked... It was colourful, which was nice, because I've literally been sitting through BS, dark, everything has to be dank and grainy and crap. It doesn't... It, it's just, like, I don't know. Anyway. Are you talking about Underworld? Underworld? Yeah, I've been watching Underworld, and it's just like, it seems to be this common trend. is just like, oh, the only way this film can be taken seriously or look real is if we give it uh, desaturated by 75%. Just stop. For God's sake, it's okay for a film to have a bit of colour. F. Me in the A. Anyway, it's fun. I mean, it's still stupid as hell. Like, it's a sequel to a film that I didn't think was too great. And the fact that this it has severe, like, personality issues where it just switches from wacky, zany action film to, hey, we're actually trying to take this a bit seriously and there's a big tense scene. They don't really mi mix well and, like... The, the the thing being for me, I was more appealed obviously by the stuff that holds a lot more dramatic tension. So when I'm watching Alice backflip into a church on a motorcycle, I'm not necessarily too enticed, am I? Because it doesn't really match the rest of what I'm trying to watch. Plus you've got, I think Tracy brought it up, you've got two protagonists. You've got Alice and Jill. And while they do a good job of kind of separating them throughout the film, and the focus is definitely on Jill, and Alice kind of plays a Mad Max role where she's kind of just... Yeah, she does. Partaking in another story, but um, it's yeah, right. annoying because I don't really like Alice as a character, and I don't, and, and it's not simply because her character, her personality is fine, but she's she's literally what I hate in this film, which is that wacky zaniness. So I'm watching, it's like watching two different films in one. It's like playing Resident Evil Six, which is like four different <laughs> games in one. It's like watching two different films in one. It's it's quite annoying, but it was good fun. I liked it a lot more than the first one because I really didn't like the first one. I give it a three out of five. Oh, wow. Very nice. Very nice. Look, I um, I love this movie as a kid. And that's always going to play a part. There's going to be some sort of nostalgic connection to it. And I can still feel that. Like, turning it on the other night, I was like, wow. Because I hadn't seen this in years as well. It was really exciting getting back into this world. Seeing all those references that I remember getting so excited about. I love the setting of this film a lot more than the first one. Those sterile, like, laboratories, they never really appealed to me. So I'm kind of on that same page with you, Connor. I like, I like the colours. I like the feel of this movie. But I also came into this movie knowing exactly what it is. And considering that I've seen the rest of the, the films in this franchise, I know what these movies are. They're action horror movies. And I feel like the mix of the action and the horror is pretty well done. And it's a lot of fun for me because I like both of those things. I understand when it's just humans versus dogs, it's going to be a lot more tense. But as soon as you get like Super Saiyan Alice in there, it, shit's going to, you know, go to a new level and she's going to be the one on top. I do wish there was a little bit more explanation to why she's on top. I've already bitched about that a lot, so I'm not going to go into that. But that's really the only downfall for me here. Because the rest of the film is pretty good. I think the characters are fun. 
and I'm like you, Connor. I'm looking forward to seeing them come back. I'm like, I'm looking forward to the the team getting back together because that's what I come back for. You know, in in sequels, like it's like Avengers. It's, Avengers two. We're all so excited to finally see them all get back together and fight bad guys. That's what I'm kind of up for here. The Nemesis was a bit silly, but he was intimidating, so it did its job. I'm intrigued to see where this goes. I can't actually remember number three too well. Um, but I'm intrigued to see what they do with Alice and what all this testing is all about because there's still a lot of secrecy going on that. So me being the franchise guy, I feel like they're ticking all the right boxes there and I feel like they wrapped up this story well enough. It's not as good as I remember, but I had fun with it. So I give it a three as well. It's not quite as good as the first one, I think. There you have it. We're wrapped up. We're all wrapped up. We've got another one. We've got another one when? When do we have another one? Yeah, What's we have another next? one next week. Oh, and by the way, it's uh, a new year now. Uh, so, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy we should New have Year, that. everybody. We're, we're doing this early December, so <laughs> we're when doing have, this well ahead of time. What's, what's, um, what, are we, what did you do for New Year's? I was in Canada. Oh, what, fancy what did man. You do, what did you do for New Year's, Tracy B? Oh, that's a good question. I was so drunk, I don't remember a thing. <laughs> I, um, I was doing... Um, some ta- my taxes. Oh, excellent. Taxes, yep, yeah, getting ready for that time. new year. Yeah, that was yeah. my year. Anyway, it's been a great week. Next week we've got Resident Evil 3. Extinction! Yeah. Woo! Extinction. I can't wait. We can't wait to talk about it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for Tracy Vita being on. No thank you to Fish. You have to do this every week like with me because you're, you're a welcome. slave to the podcast world. <laughs> Play the music, Fish. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur a Movie. Fish and Connoisseur a Movie does not own any rights to the film Resident Evil Apocalypse, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track The End of Heartache alternate version is performed by Killswitch Engage, and the track The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly titles is performed by Ennio Morricone. <laughs>